Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you finally came to church. Hey. Amen. Look at your other neighbor and say, have you lost weight? You look like you've lost 20 pounds. Lie to him if you have to. <laughs> All right. Amen. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I just want to tell you, we, we're just coming out of a, um, a relationship series and, uh, but today's going to be a little bit different. I've been preparing you for this from the very beginning of the year. And this is a big, big service because I believe God's going to do, do something supernaturally in each and every one of our lives today. Uh, if you're a visitor here, I want to tell you this. Dominosco tells many of you, and maybe you heard this from him when you, uh, when, uh, you first visited. Uh, don't make your decision whether or not this becomes a part of your house or your family based on one experience. Uh, you should come two or three times, and hopefully in those two or three times, the Lord will speak to you, and maybe you'll hear a good message in one of those, all right? But I believe today, if you're a visitor as this, we are, we're doing something what we call giving to the vision. And the Bible tells us this very plainly in, in Proverbs chapter 3, I believe it's Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verses 9 and 10, he says, honor the Lord with your first fruits, Amen. He, or it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your crops, that your barns would be filled with plenty and your vats would overflow with new wine. So basically, he says, if you honor me, then I will do something in your life. Aren't you thankful that God blesses us? Aren't you thankful that you serve a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Aren't you thankful that he supplies all of your needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus? And so if you're a visitor here today, what we're doing is giving to the vision. And let me tell you how that looks. On the back of your chairs, there's an envelope that is black, uh, black lettering. And that's what it is. And it's giving over and above the tithe. And I'm going to explain all this. The red one is our regular tithes and offerings. But the black one is for, for over and above of the vision of this house to be accomplished. So if you're a visitor here, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking for your money. All right. If you go to another church and you're just visiting today, give it to them because they need it. But if you call this place your house, there's, it's so important that you need to know that there is things that go. How many of y'all know if you live inside of a home, you need to know of some things that are happening inside of that house? It's wisdom not to, not to do that. And so um, uh, today we'll be giving to the vision. So what will happen is at the end of the service, you will have... Uh, maybe what you want to give today, and then a commitment to give by August 31st, and you total that up at the bottom on a black envelope. You bring it up here, and at the end of the service, we'll take up the offering. In the first service, or we'll take up that giving to the vision, and in the first service, I'm proud to tell you, uh, the frozen chosen of 100 people that were here, we, we probably have a little over 200 in here right now, but there was 100 people, $28,000 was given to the kingdom of God. Amen. I believe that we're going to double that here in the second service. So uh, with a part of that, what I do is I call this the state of the church address. Just like the president gives you uh, the, the, the state of the country, the state of the union address. And, and unlike him, I will not lie to you today. I'm going to give you straight facts. Okay. Amen. Amen. And so I am going to give you uh, straight facts of what's going, going on here inside of this house. And how many of y'all know it's important that we train our kids to love the house of God? You know, I've been studying this in Ephesians chapter 5. And I, I, how many of y'all love the book of Ephesians? But how many of y'all know lots of times in our life we get things out of order? And in Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul, not, not just in the book of Ephesians, but also in the book of Galatians, he says this, Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How many of y'all know as soon as you get in that parking lot, the flesh will rise up? You ain't even got to get in the parking lot. You, some of y'all are in the flesh right now. Somebody's sitting inside of your seat. Come on. But he says this walk in the Spirit. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, he tells us this, living the Spirit-filled life is a much better life to live. 
How many of y'all can testify to that? A spirit-filled life is way better than a life lived by the things of this world's principles and teachings of what the world tries to teach you. I don't know about you, but I am blessed because I live by the principles and teachings of the Word of God. Am I going in and out here? Like, dobi origato. Mr. Roboto. Maybe it's a place where I stand or, or whatever. But in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, when you have a spirit-filled life and you, you draw to the spirit, what happens is, is you are filled with the things of the spirit. How many of y'all know we need more love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, nod your head, meekness, temperance. We need all of that in, this, in the world that we live in today. And so he said, when you live the spirit-filled life, there is attributes or there is fruits that will be displayed in your life when you begin to live the spirit-filled life. And then he talks about getting married. How many of y'all, us men, we love that scripture, wives, submit to your husbands. Glory to God. But then it goes on to say, it says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And I'll tell you this, husbands, if you are not a man that loves the Lord, how can you expect a wife to submit to you when you don't have godly character on the inside of you? And so he talks about the marriage. Then we go to Ephesians chapter 6. And us parents, we love this. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. That it may be well with you and you live long on the earth. Honor your father and mother. Amen. And so, but he, so he's painting a picture of how we ought to live our lives. We're talking about honoring today, right? Honor the Lord with your first fruits. And so when you get out of line, when you get this out of line. And then he goes from talking about the kids in the latter part of Ephesians 6. Before he gets to Ephesians 6 verse 10. Where he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But before that, he talks about the employee and employer. So get this right. When you have a spirit-filled life, when you have a heart to God and your spouse has a heart to God, and then you have a marriage that is connected after the Lord, then you raise kids in the admonition of the Lord. And when you raise kids in the admonition of the Lord, you make functioning people in society. Come on. And you will not get this teaching if it wasn't for the church of the living God. How many of y'all thankful for the church today? Jesus said this, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe that the church is the most powerful institute there ever was and still is on the face of the earth. It's more powerful than AISD, CISD, NISD, whatever ISD there is. It's more powerful than the country club. It's more powerful than the Lions Club. It's more powerful than any club that you're a part of because I believe he said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And I'm telling you that there is hell that's coming after our kids, it's coming after our loved ones, but we, the church, need to rise up for such a time as this. And so giving you the state of the church, there's some things that you may not realize, but my point is this, is what we're doing today, we're setting a principle. I told you in the beginning of the year, a keys to fighting. Mom's dad, if you aren't in the Word, you can't expect your kids to be in the Word. And if your kids aren't in the Word, they're not going to be functioning to society. If, if you're not in prayer, you can't expect your kids to be in prayer. If you're not in worship, you can't expect your kids to be in worship. If you don't fast, you can't expect your kids to fast. If you don't give, you can't expect your kids to give. And I'm telling you right now, I'm thankful that I was raised in a home, that I had a mom and a dad that gave. The Bible says give and be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give in your bosom. The Bible says whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I'm telling you, I'm a living example of a mom and dad that showed me the principle of sacrificial giving. When I talk about giving, I talk about three principles, and I'm going to talk about sacrificial today. But I believe this. The church doesn't function on the talent of one individual, but it's on the sacrifice of every single individual in the room. Let's say that one more time. Lots of people think that the weight of everything, well, it makes it or break it. I believe that from the leadership, maybe from me. But I'll tell you this. Church wouldn't happen if it was only me here. It wouldn't happen if it wasn't just me and Pastor Robert, me, Pastor Robert, Pastor Michelle, and me or Pastor Robert, and many others that are on the staff. I'm telling you, it takes an army to win a war. I'm going to say that again. It takes an army to win a war. You know what God's called us to do in these last days is to raise up an army to fight the good fight of faith, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so... Uh, today I want to talk to you, being the state of the church, I want to talk to you about some numbers. You know, you might say, you know, Pastor, I'm not really into numbers. 
I'm, you know, that's just not me. Well, I encourage you to say that next time you get pulled over by a DPS officer. And he says, sir, do you have any idea how fast you were going? You say, you know what? I'm just really not in numbers, officer. How many of y'all know you're getting a ticket, right? You're getting a ticket. Uh, because you need it. numbers should be important to you. Just, I mean, I believe the Spirit of God dwells in this place, but also God has given us the ability to steward it and steward it well. And if we don't raise that, we, we don't treat the church like an organization and business that God has given us, it will go to the ground. I don't care how spirit-filled it is. God's called us to steward things well. And so today, I mean, just thinking about numbers, even if you went to the hospital and you, they said, you know what, we want to check your temperature. You say, you know what, I'm just not into numbers. We want to check your blood pressure. I'm just not into numbers. How many of y'all know numbers are important? In fact, their num- numbers are important to the Lord. I have a book in my office that I love, but it talks about all the different numbers throughout Scripture. I'm telling you, I've had great revelation off of just seeing some numbers. In Ephesians chapter 6, where he says, You fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers over darkness, against wickedness in high places. The word against there is six times. The word six means man. Many times in Scripture... Um, uh, numbers mean something. One is oneness of God, or, or, or the Trinity. There may be three, but how many of y'all know they're one? Num- the number two in Scripture is always union and covenant, maybe between a man and a wife. Number three is completeness, right? After three days of being in the belly of the well, Jonah was spit out. How many of y'all know one story that we really like a lot? He's called the Son of God. That died on a cross, had nails in his hands and his feet. But on the third day, come on, is there anybody in here today that believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? On the third day, he rose again. On the third day. Third, it means completeness. We got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all throughout Scripture. Three is a powerful thing. Number five, you see the number five, it means it's the meaning of the word grace. Last year I preached a message. I had great revelation of this, but there was five porticos, five porches, and the man of the pool of Bethesda where the angel would come down and stir the water, and the one who was thrown in would be healed. But he met a man named Jesus. He met grace that day. Seven is the number of perfection. It was six days he created the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. It's a day of perfection. So how many of y'all know if numbers are important to the Lord, numbers ought, ought to be important to us? So I just want to give you the state of the church of, of, of what happened in 2022. Now, this is based on numbers that we had come in. I know there's more than this. I know there was altar calls like those of you that were here for our Christmas Eve powerful service. Lots of people came to the front during that time, but this is what we have recorded, that people that gave their lives to the Lord in 2022 that we just have on paper was 49 people. Baptized, listen to this, in 2021, 14 people were baptized, but in 2022, 33 were baptized here at Arena of Life. 2021, we had 102 guests. Uh, 2022, 116 guests. This is just people that filled out the card. Now, this next one's very important to me because these picked up the DNA of the church. Do I need to go to a handheld? Oh, the, the devil's distracting. Uh, the compl- that completed the connection class. So in 2021, we had um, 30 people complete it. And if you haven't taken it, I would encourage you to take it. Because what happens in the connection class is this. The first one talks about the DNA of the church. It talks about the statement of faith of what we believe here in this house. It talks about the history of the church. Mom and dad, um, Pastors Ty and Lou Ann Jones, of them starting that, being called in the ministry. Uh, they passed it down to me and Pastor Brandy in 2019. And just the history. Isn't that great information to know all of those types of things? And then the next part, you take this test, a personality test. How many of y'all know we're all created in the image of Christ, but we all have different personalities and we all have different giftings? And so that, you take that and it plugs you in of, of a place here in this house to be a leader. So last year, 2021, there was 30 people that completed that. In 2022, 54 families completed isn't that awesome? Attendance. 
Now, this is coming straight out of a pan- pandemic. Uh, 2021, our, our services, this is just adults. I'll get to kids in a minute. But the adult Sunday services was about 250 people between both services. This year, uh, I, can proud, I can definitely say with confidence that there's been an average of 300 plus adults every single Sunday morning. All right? Now, sometimes there's 30 to 40 more. Sometimes there's 30 to 40 less, depending on the weather and if the Cowboys are playing, you know, all the spiritual things. All right. Throw my temper tantrum. Children's church, this is awesome. We have an average of 50 to 75 kids every single Sunday morning hearing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Last year, our youth, we had about 10 to 15 youth, 10 to 15 youth on a Wednesday night. This year, we have 17 to 20 singles. Last year, was about 27 uh, uh, people inside of there. And this year, it's about uh, 30 30 to 35. Isn't that awesome? We have so many other things that are happening down at the arena. Uh, We have Judy's prayer group, things that are happening inside of this house. But the Lord has really brought growth into AOL. Even during a time where people's hearts are drawn, grown cold, I believe that people's hearts during this time are coming back to the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this is the part where we get into finances here. I am so excited to share this with you. In 2021, total giving. Now, when I say total giving, this means everything. Like on your envelopes, you know this. You can give to children's ministry. You can give to the church. You can give uh, reg- to the regular budget. You can give to... Um, uh, the building fund, all those different things. So total giving in 2021 was $707,155. Wait. 2022. In 2022, you guys gave $981,887. $19,000 away from a million. 19,000 away from a million. Isn't that awesome? Even in the worst economy we've had in quite some time, or probably ever, hey, aren't you thankful that we aren't retreating, but we're going forward of what God has in store for us? We ain't waving no white flag. We're just getting amped up. The tithe in 2021 was $665,431. But the tithe in 2022 was 770169 So, the building fund. Okay, you guys remember in uh, 2021, we had three buildings here that weren't paid off. We had $16,000 mortgage every single month. $16,000. We would pay over that when we could, all right? We were diligent, and we were definitely um, doing that wisely, but... I came to you in 2021 and said, let's at least pay off one building. And we raised $29,145 to pay off the grip building. And we rejoiced and exciting because we did that together, right? Now, in 2022, I came to you and I said, all right, we got two more buildings that we need to pay off completely. And I'm proud to tell you this right now that in 2022... We raised $191,490 towards the building fund. And we are completely debt-free. Come on, give God praise for that this morning. Like I said, there's other things that are given to, but there's things that you just need to know since you're a part of this house. We have 12 employees. We have Mr. Greenhouse down at the arena. We have myself. We have Pastor Brandy that's over uh, the children's um, department, also inside the office. Jennifer. Thank God. We have uh, Lucas over media and, and Yinli and, and them and them and youth and um, I'm I'm missing some, uh, but we have 12 people that are on on that are paid. Now I just want you to think about this. In 2023, we know this that, and I I will tell you this with all confidence. I. Every single one of them are underpaid. Every single one of them. All right? But I know this. I'll tell you this. I don't do, I do not do ministry for money. I care less about that part. 
I'm thankful for it. In fact, the Bible's very clear about this. Even people that I know that are wealthy or in ministry, the Bible says this, that they deserve double honor. That's just a biblical principle. Even if I know a man of God, he has money, I, I do not. I'm telling you, I jump on it. I don't look at where he lives or what he drives or who he's a part of. I put seed in good soil because the Bible says he's worthy of double honor. I'm just telling you this. I, don't, I have my hands in all kinds of different things, and the Lord has blessed us for that. Many of you know I still shoe horses for a living and have my hands in all kinds of different things. But think about it like this. If you have 12 employees and you paid them $40,000 a year, which isn't very much in 2023, honestly, that's $480,000. Now, I told you last year many of them needed raises, and we, we, we did that, but we... You know, we thank, let's just thank God for every person that's on staff at Arena of Life Church that, that does it. There's things that you don't think about. You show up on Sunday morning, you don't think that this big old place, that big old place over there and, and other places in this house, it needs to be cleaned because sheep are dirty. And as your shepherd, huh, y'all need to clean it up in some areas, all right? Uh, we have internet, we have phone systems, we have paper, we have printing, we have electricity, we have Atmos, all of these things. This, this is a little over $65,000 a year just for those types of things. Think about this. How many of y'all thankful for the VBS that you grew up in Vacation Bible School? Amen? You need to know this. We don't want to charge kids to, because I believe VBS is not only a blessing to the kids in our house, but it's a blessing to our community. We don't want to charge kids to come hear the good news, the gospel. And so we opened that to the public. But can I tell you this? I had Pastor Brandy look it up this morning. It's a little over $4,000 just to put on vacation Bible school. And nobody's getting paid for that. It takes 100 volunteers just to make it happen. But how many of y'all know God's called us to, to do things and do things in excellency? And if it costs some money to do it, we're going to do it. Conferences that we have. I mean, the women's conference is coming up. There's a little bit that there's a charge to that. But it takes over and above. Over and above what the cost of what that is. Um, maintenance. We live in a 20-year-old 20 building. I'm having a birthday coming up. You got to have some maintenance. I mean, you know, I, I, I said in the first service, I thought about this the other day. I don't know why I was thinking about Gabe. Gabe, he's like, eats ice cream all the time, and he's super skinny. When we get to heaven, I'll have a glorified body. But Gabe will look exactly the same as he does right now. <laughs> really ticks me off, Gabe. Um, but how many of y'all know when you got something that's over 20 plus years old, things wear out? And so uh, one of the things is this. We, we missed it, Cody, when we weren't in the parking lot business. It is so expensive to work on parking lots. And can I tell you this? Hey, can I just tell you this? We went, went and honored yesterday in Houston, Texas, honored the life of Ellen Kuhn. And we were there at her funeral. But uh, we, we drove by a church that we honor and love so much. And even the church that we were in. And can I tell you, this really is an amazing facility that we get to worship the Lord in every single Sunday morning. So let's give God praise for that. That he's blessed us with such an amazing place. Not to say that that place was run down, but you could just tell it was old and, and maybe not as many people that are going there and they needed some upkeep to happen inside the parking lot. But, uh, and I know, uh, like, we need to do more. We have some lines out there that are crooked than a politician. And we, we need to get that fixed, but we had the crack sealed out there. That costs over $10,000 to do that. AC units, we have over 17 here. 17. We had two fixed this year, and uh, with, with uh, just those two fixed, uh, which, which wasn't very much, a, a buddy of Ron, him and Ron did it together, and they, they did it for free, and, but we had two units up on the grip building that we got many bids, and I'm going to tell you this, we steward everything well, but that was $21,000 for the two big units up on, which they gave us a great, great deal for that. But we spent over $30,000 just in air. And aren't you thankful that we have AC in the summertime and heat in the wintertime? All right? Uh, networking. I'm telling you, 
when we, we uh, God put it on our hearts, and, and Carmen Lacero came to me and said that she wanted to start a school, and we prayed about that, that we'd start AOL Christian Academy. So five days a week here, we have school going on. 70 kids our first year. And uh, one of the things that we needed to do was bump our internet up. So our network in this building was over 20 years old. It was like we were sending smoke signals. <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's like we were Indians, like Chief No Wanna Sin. I mean, it was, it was terrible, right? And so uh, we got bids for that. It cost over $6,000 $6, just to get our networking right. Live video. I told you last year we were running from an iPad. Y'all remember? And it was terrible. But now we got three great cameras. Our, our experience online is much, much better. And that costs over $12,000 to do that. Down at the arena, we got Mr. Greenhouse, a new plow. Because the one he had before that was really done with five years ago. And so we got him a new plow. That was, that was about $7,000. Uh, the doors. Uh, I mean, I'm just hitting... Some things that you guys may not know about. When we started the school, one of the things that we want was important for us here at the school was to have it secured, right? Not having just anybody just to walk in and, you know, how many of y'all know safety is important? And that's another thing. Uh, we, we spent several thousand dollars in security cameras around here because we believe in the safety of our people. And also, too, the safety of our stuff. And if you steal from here, we will shoot you. Thou saith the Lord. All right? <laughs> Another thing, we raise money for stun guns for all the, um, the ushers. <laughs> Some of y'all, y'all don't, don't get in line. I'm, I'm raising money right now for hot shots. You don't pay attention when we have healing lines. You need to keep it going. All right? Everybody needs to be prayed for. Praise the Lord. I made that up, by the way. If it's your first day, I'm... A, Lord gave me the gift of sarcasm, all right? But talking about the safety of the doors, we need to panic button. We need to panic doors. We needed to get things uh, over at the grip building over here, over $10,000 just in doors. I mean, all of this stuff, it adds up. Also, too, since we've been blessed, how many of y'all know we need, God's called us to be a blessing? So we didn't keep it all. We gave some away. And we're better for it. How many of y'all thankful for great organizations like Life Challenge of Amarillo that where young men are being set free every single day? We believe that's good seed. That's good soil. Another one, me, Pastor Brandy, and Pastor Robert, we're, we're in the office one day going over the budget and some things that we wanted to do. We truly believe this from the book of Genesis, and it's still true to this day. He told Abraham, he said, I'll bless those that bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Jews. He's talking about the people of Israel. I got with my cousins, and they, they told me of an organization that I really, I receive emails from them all the time, but we send money to Israel because they're God's chosen people, and we're blessed people for it. Come on. Can I get an amen for that? We give to um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I mean, a stud like myself, I love athletes. At one time, was a stud. <laughs> My kids are involved in sports, but I, I, I don't know if you've ever been around Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm so thankful for the work that they do. Hope Choice Pregnancy Center. Mike Barber Ministries going into prisons. Come on. The Bible says, I come to set the captive free. Amen. Colorful closets here in town. So th these are all things that we give to. The next one is this. I, um, not only we give to that because we believe... We give to missions, but we still believe the mission is still true for us today to connect to God, connect to church, and connect people to people. Amen. How many of y'all know that God still called us to connect people to God, connect people to church, and connect people to people? And the vision of this house is to go and make a difference. But I'm here to tell you this. We may be in a time where it looks scary. We're right still in the middle of a war. We're still in the middle of economic crisis, but God has not called us to retreat. He's called us to keep fighting the good fight of faith. And so this is what we did last year. Now we need to talk about where we go. That sign out front when we first bought it 20 years ago was $100,000, 100K. We, we, need, we need to move to Vegas where there's some competition on sign companies. 
it's ridiculous. And even having them work on it, it's like an arm and a leg. Here's, here's my two kidneys and half the bank account to go to, to work on that. So you guys notice that the electronic part of that, neither side is working. And honestly, the part above, that's just a tarp that's over it that we're making shift because we have a 20-year-old building. We need to steward our money wisely and put it in different places. But that sign out there, one of the things I'd like to do is get it fixed, have LED on both sides of, the, so both sides of it. Not only would it look sharp, but we already have it. We might as well use it because right now the reason it doesn't work is because those parts for that right there are 20 plus and they don't even make 20 plus years old and they don't even make them anymore. And so wouldn't it be sharp to have LED on both sides, drawing people to the house of the Lord? Another thing that I would like to do as well is, is right here is uh, our projector. I would like LED inside of here. It's sharp. It looks good. It, um, we're on our last leg with this one. In fact, the bracket broke. You can see right there. Put a strap across there on a ladder. Y'all pray for angels protection over me as I do stupid stuff like that. Um, uh, all kind, how many, also this. We're, we're not a room full of small people or midgets. But even if we were, we have no room inside of our foyer. Can, can you get this inside of your heart? How many of y'all know God's called us? We need to connect this building to that building over there. And how many of y'all know the Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he grows old, he won't depart from it. What our vision is to do is this. Expand that foyer and have it to it goes to another building for our kids and our youth. It would be, would be multi-purpose. It would be youth, but it would also be children's church as well. But it would also be for AOL Christian Academy. Go that direction. Open up this foyer. Move our um, offices back here where our kids' department is right now. We use that space. Be more of a green room where people come in. We need a, we need a, um, uh, a big, not just a makeshift kitchen. We need where we can feed some people. I would love to turn the grit building into a place where we just fed people. Where we had conferences, that would be a place where tables and chairs are already set up where they have a stage, where they already have all of that. It would be a place where we go and we just fellowship. Because how many of y'all know where there is food, there is anointing. Glory to God. Amen? So we got lots of things we're going to do. But you know one thing we're not going to do? We're not going to get in bondage and get in debt up to our eyeballs to make it happen. I believe the Lord will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing we don't have room enough to receive. And so in order to do those types of things, fulfill the vision of this house, it takes resources to make it happen. And so I, as I was praying about this and sharing with you, and we're going to take up an offering here in just a moment, but in Matthew 16, 18, I shared this with you at the beginning of, of or at the end of last year, but he says, I will build my church, this is Jesus talking, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Can I tell you this? He didn't say Pastor Travis would build a church. He didn't say Gabe would build a church. He didn't say Mac would build the church. He said, I will build my church. How many of y'all know it's Jesus on the throne that sets us free? It's not the talent of one pastor or individual anointing that he carries. It's because of what Jesus and the work he did on the cross. But God uses us as his vessels. I love the story of the Apostle Paul, one of the, uh, a man that changed the history. So thankful for the teachings and scriptures that God, through the Spirit of God, that he wrote and penned that has changed our life. But can I tell you, when Jesus came to him, he said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the pricks? This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to a street called Straight. I want you to go to the house of Judas. And I want you to, there you will meet a man named Ananias, and you will come to me. Listen. God uses people. God uses you and me. God used Ananias. He also used, he also used a man by the name of Barnabas at a time in his life when he was all by himself. Those of you who are here on Wednesday night, aren't you thankful for Barnabases in your life that have built you up and encouraged you and led you in the right direction of where you were supposed to go? But my point is this. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we've got to use resources in order for him to build the church. So I was praying about this. 
the Lord always takes me back to Revelation chapter 1. If you know the story, in the book of Revelations, we're in the church age where he gives the message to the seven churches. Then he goes on in Revelation chapter 4 where he talks about the second coming, I believe, the rapture of Christ. And then he talks about the tribulation, so on and so forth. But in Revelation chapter 1, the apostle John, he is inside this island of Patmos. The Bible's very clear that the reason that he's there, we know the Apostle John is somebody who's at, who is a part of the congregation at the church of Ephesus under the teaching of a great minister, Timothy. And when Jesus was dying, he said, behold your mother. So the mother of Jesus, Mary, is there with John as well. And inside of that island of Patmos, he has revelation. The reason that he's there is because he won't burn incense to the, to the god Domitian. And so... What he does is, is the, the emperor, he exiles him. Well, first he made him drink, drink poison. Then he dipped him in oil twice. How many of y'all know there's a call of God on your life when you don't smell like fried chicken coming out of oil? <laughs> Amen? And so, so they, they sent him to the island of Patmos. And while he was there in the darkest place of his life, Jesus comes to him. Aren't, don't you know that in the darkest place, how many of y'all can testify this morning that at the darkest place in your life when he needed to show up for such a time as this, he wasn't late, but he was right on time in the midnight hour of when you needed him the most. The Bible says his eyes were like fire. He had a robe that was down past him. But the, what's interesting in, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 12, he said, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. He doesn't see Jesus. He looks to the voice of what he was hearing. He sees lampstands. It's the voice of Jesus, but when he turns, he sees lampstands. What are lampstands? Revelation chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. So when he turns and he sees, in the darkest moment of his life, he hears the voice of Jesus. He turns and he doesn't see Jesus. What does he see? He sees the church. Can I tell you today, more than ever, when people are drawn to call boys girls and girls boys, when people are drawn to live in the most messed up, demented thinking, demonic, evil world we live in today. You know what people need more than anything? They need Jesus. But when he turned, what did he saw? What did he see? Sorry, not what he saw. What did he see? He saw the church. Come on, God's called us to be the church. I'm going to say that again. God's called us to be the church. And what the church is, the church is the voice of Jesus. Come on, set the captives free to mend the broken heart. Lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Come on, how many of y'all thankful for the church today? So as you begin to study out this text of the church, when he sees the lampstand, this is what you need to know is some specific details about a lampstand was this. A lampstand carried oil. A lampstand had a handle. A lampstand had a mouthpiece. And a lampstand had a flame. God still called us today, today to carry the oil, the anointing. How many of y'all know it's the anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death, what the Bible says? In Psalm 23 and verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You know what you need when you're surrounded by enemies, by debt, by a messed up marriage, by children that are away from God? I'm telling you what we need more than anything is the anointing breaks, the yokes and bondages of sin and death. I'm thankful as a boy that I had the opportunity to get in the presence of God inside of a church house at 9th and Alta Vista and then at 223 Broad Street and Longmont, Colorado, of churches that my parents took me to where I got under the anointing of the presence of God that changed my life, that told me that the world was not the direction I wanted to go, but it was the church that built me up. The next one is this. There's a handle. How many of y'all know we are to be directed by the Lord? It's something of what the church does is it gives you direction. The Bible tells us, Psalm 16 and verse 3, God, I will show you the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. The Bible tells us, Psalm 32 and verse 8, God will instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go, and he will guide me with his eyes. The Bible tells me in Psalm 37 and verse 23, my steps 
ordered of the Lord. The Bible tells me in 119, 105 of Psalms, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. I can say with all confidence that the word of God is preached here that in, we are ordered and directed by the Lord. The next thing the church is to be is a lampstand, is a mouthpiece. How many of y'all know God's called us to go into all the world and preach the gospel? Come on. How many of y'all know God's called us to go downtown and feed the homeless? Amen. God's called us. Here in a couple of weeks, we're going we're gonna to pay for the coffee truck of Revivify, and we're going to go uh, give drinks to Emerald Police Department. We're going to give drinks to the Sheriff's Department. We're going to give drinks to Northwest Texas Hospital and the nurses. Come on, let's give it a hand for all of those first responders and those peoples. We're to be the mouthpiece. We're to prophesy. This is a place of prophecy. The Bible says, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. It simply says what God says. The next one is this, is a, is a lampstand carried the flame or the fire of God, the power of God. The Bible tells us this, that you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how can it be seasoned? He tells us we're the light of the world. He said we're to be a city that's set on a hill. I don't know about you, but the church ought to be a city that's set on a hill. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. One more time. Come on. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. You guys can sing. How many of y'all know AOL should be a place where the light of Christ shines? The flame of God. We ought to let it shine. Can I tell you this? I have stocks like you guys. And I look at my Dow from time to time and I'm a little offended. Not a little offended, major offended. I have stocks just like many of you in the room that last year, how much it just crumbled. But can I tell you, what I'm telling you is this, is I made an investment in someone that may have lost. But you know where I've never lost? Is making an investment in the house of God to see people's lives change for the glory of God. In fact, I'll tell you this, the best investment that I make is giving to the house of God in the vision that God has in store for this place. When I think about this, I'm coming to a close. If I could have the band come. Uh, when thinking about this, I think about many people throughout the Bible that give sacrificially. You know, the Bible tells us this, that he will make room for your gift. You know, in the Old Testament in those days, in order to see a king, he had to bring a gift. I mean, looking even in the New Testament, when Jesus was born, wise men showed up with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We see in the book of Kings several times scriptures in there, before they would even get in the presence of a king, they would bring a gift in order to see him. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. Do I think that's the gifting talents that God has given us? Yes, but I believe the true text of the form is this, that your gift will make room for you with the king. Not to say that the king won't meet with you, because I'm thankful for grace and I'm thankful for mercy. But how many of y'all have some places in your life that if God doesn't come through, it ain't going to happen? I'm just telling you, your gift will make room for you. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about giving sacrificially. Because I told you at the beginning of the year was there is spontaneous giving. Like when we watch a movie or a commercial and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to give to that. Then we have strategic giving, which God's called us to do in our tithes and our offerings. He keeps the 90, but what we make, we give 10% to the Lord. And then we have sacrificial giving. One of the greatest examples in the book of Genesis, when God comes to Abraham and he says to Abraham, he says, he said, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. And he says, I will make your nation great. 
Well, Abraham and Sarah, they have no kids. God makes a way in order for him to have a boy named Isaac. But you know the story. He said, I'm going to make your nation great. In order for him to have kids, he finally has a miracle baby boy. And now he says, I want you to go up on the mountaintop, and I want you to sacrifice your son to me. How many of y'all know that's sacrificial giving? But as he was walking up one side of the mountain, God was providing a ram in the thicket on the other side. Can I tell you, many times I could stand up here and give you testimony after testimony. As I gave sacrificially, where it didn't make sense to me that it was beyond of what I thought I could do, God was always providing a ram in the thicket on the other side because he makes a way when there seems to be absolutely no way. But one of the people in the Bible of sacrifice I think of is David. And the, we know about David as this. In Acts 13, he said, I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man that's after God's own heart. You know why I said that? Because I look at him, I see that he had the heart of a worshiper. I see that he had a heart of a king. He had, he had a heart to do all kinds of of amazing things. He had the heart of a shepherd. He had uh, the heart of a servant. He had the heart of a warrior. But the big thing that I see about him is he had the heart of sacrifice. In fact, at one time at Aronah's house, when he needed a he needed a miracle in his country home, he said, he said, I will give you this threshing floor in order for you to give an offering to God. And he said, you won't give me anything because I won't give anything to God that won't cost me anything. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man after God's own heart. And if it's a man after God's own heart that says it costs me something to give something to God, then sign me up. I don't need all this stuff. What I need is the Lord. Let me say that one more time. I don't need all this stuff. What I need is the Lord. That's what I need is the Lord. But he had the heart of a giver. And he's inside of his home. You know the story if you know it. David is inside of his home and he's inside this cedar house, this mansion. And he looks out the window and he sees where the the tent is for the presence of the Lord. And he's he's convicted. He says, God, why is it that you've given me everything that I have? And why is it that you're living in a tent and I live in this house of cedar? So God puts it on his heart to build him a temple. But God says, you can't build him a temple. He said, you've shed innocent blood. Now, he wasn't talking about the blood that he shed on on the battlefield. Come on, I just want to tell every army, every marine, every navy, every soldier, every air forceman, airman. I want to tell you this. If you shed blood for this country, we honor you. We praise you. We thank God for the sacrifice that you made. Amen. But what he was talking about was he killed Bathsheba's husband innocently. So he says, since you can't do it. I want your son to do it. And he says, if my son do it, will do it. I'll give everything I got. So you know the story in Chronicles when he stands up before all the kings and all the politicians and all the people. And he says this. He says, we're building. We are building a temple for the most high God that's given us everything that we have. I can't build it, but my son is. And I'm telling you, who's with me? Who's with me? The Bible tells us that what he gave, they tell us today in money, that it's over a billion dollars. Now, I'm telling you, I'm not giving a billion dollars today. (laughs) But me and Pastor Brandy, we got together, and we both know this. We're going to make it hurt. But we know it doesn't hurt because God has always rebuked the devourer for our sake. What I'm saying is this, is it looks beyond us like, oh my gosh, we did it last year, and I'm telling you, God blessed us. And you know what? I can't wait to give this year as well. I can't wait. So this is what we're going to do. As we're preparing, we're going to sing a song. I'm going to pray for you. But it's the black envelope. 
This is not the red one. The red one was tithes and offerings. Remember we talked about tithes and offerings. It pays the staff. It pays the light bill. It pays the atmos. It pays the everyday, the nitty-gritty of every single day. But this, the black one, this is what we're taking up right now. At the end of the service, if you have a red one, then that's it. This black one is over and above the tithe is what this one is. Over and above the tithes and offerings. This is a special gift to bring to God today. And regular offering will be at the end of the service, but this will be a special one right here for us to, come on, work on the foyer. Fix the sign out front. Fix these screens inside of here. Build a kid's wing. Amen? Wouldn't that be awesome? To have a, a place of fellowship, all that different stuff. Listen, I want you to just say this to the Lord this morning. If you can use anybody, come on, say it together. If you can use anybody, you can use me. So there's two things right here. There's giving today. That's a check. So at the top, I wrote what we're giving today. Put a check in here. A commitment to give by August 31st. So maybe you don't have all of what the Lord gave you to give. And, and you, you want to put that commitment in there of what you want to give over and above the tithe. And then put the total together. So you see that on there. Today's giving, commitment to give by August 31st, and then the total gift. And at the end, we're going to count it together of what the total is of the commitment and everything that was given today. And I'm telling you, it's an exciting thing of what, not what I did, not what you did, but what we did. In the body of Christ. So as I'm praying, you go ahead and fill it out. If you've already made it out or whatever, let's do this right now. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for what you doors that are being opened up. I pray, Lord, that you pour out right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray for sons and daughters that are coming to Christ. I pray for healing that's taking place in people's bodies. Lord, as their gift is, makes room for them today in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.